Hello and welcome. This is Colleen O'Grady, the host of the Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. This is a gathering place for moms to be encouraged, nurtured, and inspired. Also, you'll learn the latest in teen research and trends and get practical parenting tips. You really can improve your relationship with your teen and enjoy the teenage years. Welcome back to the 76th episode of Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. I'm Colleen O'Grady, the host of the show. In this crazy time of COVID, our whole life has been disrupted. And I find that a lot of moms are questioning their whole life. Yesterday, a mom told me, the biggest mistake I've ever made was quitting my career when I had kids. Now, I know that not all moms feel this way, but here's what I have noticed from talking to moms from all over the world. In the teenage years, you're focusing on your son or daughter's future. You want them to have every opportunity possible and you'll sacrifice everything to make that happen. You want them to get that internship in Spain. You want them to get into the best universities so that they can build a successful career. But at some point, this sometimes quiet voice and other times really loud voice is thinking, what about me? I think many of my listeners fall into these two categories. One, you're working in a corporate environment and you're tired of it, or you don't feel challenged anymore, or you feel you're just at a dead end. Or two, you quit a career that you were really successful in and you had children, and you absolutely wanted that when your kids were little, but now as you see your teens are off living their own life and dreams, meeting lots of friends and having all these new experiences, you start to think about what you could do. And here's where you get stuck. You think, I've been out of the workforce for 15 plus years. Who will hire me? I'm too old. Or my past experiences, they're just not gonna transfer. You feel that corporate will look down on you for staying home or raising your kids. There may be some moms out there who are going through divorces and you think, oh my God, what am I gonna do? How can I make a living? Again, you think, I've been out of the workforce for 15 plus years. So today I wanna give you hope and encourage you. What if there's more for you? What if you're not too old? What if you don't have to feel judged that you've been out of the workforce? What if you didn't have to prove your worth to anyone else but you? Now, if you are a mom at home and you are content to be a stay-at-home mom and you love your life, that's wonderful. I'm really happy for you. Or if you have a really satisfying career, that's awesome. But for the moms who feel resentful, stuck, and are wondering if there's more for them, you're going to love this episode. Today, I have a very special guest, Christine Kane. Christine helps people break through their fears and build wildly successful businesses from their dreams. Christine Kane founded what became a multi-million dollar business coaching company called Uplevel You in 2010 that speaks directly to the ever-growing class of sensitive, idea-driven, aggression-averse entrepreneurs. Today, Kane leads a small yet mighty team at Uplevel World Headquarters in Asheville, North Carolina, her openness and humor online, on stage, and in writing are what first attract her clients to her and her approach to business. They become devoted followers and enthusiastic advocates because what she teaches works. Their lifestyles and bank accounts prove it. 
and her first book will be published in November 2020. But here's what I would say. Christine has been one of the most important mentors in my life and is also a good friend. And I have so much respect for her. And I've watched her business evolve firsthand. I attended one of her first Great Big Dreams retreat over a decade ago, took her first online program, and then worked closely with her for the next nine years in Uplevel U. So welcome, Christine. Oh, thank you. That was, I had my eyes closed and I was listening. It was really nice to hear everything that you said. Thank you so much. So first, Christine, I want to thank you with all my heart because you really helped me change the direction of my life. My daughter is 24 now, but my first mastermind that I attended, she was 11 or 12. And I know, isn't that crazy? And where I was back then is I had been a marriage and family therapist for 14 years and saw anyone who'd walk through my door, and many of them were not my ideal clients. And I had this angsty feeling that there was something more for me, but I had no idea what that was. And I was obsessed with my daughter. We were having a lot of drama, and the more drama, the more I obsessed about her. Now, 12 years later, I'm living my dream as a best-selling and award-winning author. I'm a TEDx speaker, online programs, and of course, this podcast. And Christine, you were a big part of all of that. Mm. You helped me build a solid foundation for my business. And I promise you, Dial Down the Drama would not have existed without you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. And and it wouldn't have existed without you actually doing it. (laughs) Yes, yeah, so I am just so excited that you're you're here and that my moms get to know you, and I know you're going to have a lot of wonderful things to share. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm really honored to be able to serve people, especially at a time like this where everything does feel so uncertain and so scary for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so these moms need some hope. So... What would you say to the mom who's kind of been out of the workforce for a really long time, but feels like maybe there's something more for her? Or even the woman who's been in a corporate job and feels like she's at a dead end. What would you say? So, you know, Colleen, you brought up the great big dreams retreats that I was first doing, you know, and we didn't talk about this, but before I started a company, I had been a musician, so I'd been um, on the road and making CDs and all that kind of stuff. And I started those retreats called Great Big Dreams Retreats based on the lyrics of one of my songs. And when I set out to start teaching people, what I was trying to really do was show people how to follow their dreams and how to do something bigger in their life. And if you'll remember, one of the first places we started, and ever since then, every single thing I ever teach, everything I do with any client, it all starts with one very key step. And that is this idea of intention and really get setting some form of intention for yourself. And so if somebody is feeling lost, if somebody is feeling really stuck in a lot of fear, whether, whether they're in corporate or whether they've taken a break and just have their, their kids, what can often happen is they can feel so overwhelmed and so out of it or so unhappy in their job that they, they forget to look inside and find that the power of any change starts inside themselves. 
And so mm-hmm. where I always start people, and I could be, this could be somebody who's coming to me after having a business for, you know, 10 years and they're reinventing themselves or, or things have hit a wall and they need some help from me. We always have to begin with intention. And this is not, by the way, the typical sort of business strategy approach where it's like, we're going to do a 10 year plan or anything like that. We've got to start with the simple idea of where, what do you want? And I don't mean, what do you want? Like in a demanding, you've got to figure it all out now, sister, kind of a way it is. What do you want in terms of like the, the, the energy of it, how it makes you feel, what, you know, you might be good at and not from a place of like, I know this will make money, but this won't make money. Like we have to get all the, the how and the doubt out of there and start tuning into what just for lack of a better word, we would simply call preference. Like mm. what would light you up right now? And, and I, I guess I would start there and let you throw out anything I might've missed here, but um, there's many, I can go in a kajillion different directions with that right away, but I'm going to um, okay. stop for you to go, wait a minute, but I'm not <laughs> sure because you know your people. <laughs> um, yeah, I, th- I think, I think maybe some people are not even really clear about what intention means. I like maybe contrast that between reaction and intention. Okay. So when we, so the reactive creative thing, I always say, you know, there's reactive and then there's creative. They're the same, same letters, different spellings, radically different results. And reactive is where all you can do is look around and feel the pain or feel the discomfort or feel the doubt. And creative means you really start tuning into the, what I just described, sort of the force field of intention. So intention, really all it is, like if we think of all of ourselves as kind of like, you know, energy, which is like, people love to talk about that. But intention is more, it's like, it's the language of that energy, of that creative energy. So when you start to create something, it has to start with you creating a direction for it. And if somebody is way in reactive mode and it's been, they're, they're frustrated, they're sad, they're worried or whatever, it's so easy to let those, those uh, emotions drive things forward and create a reactive sort of an intention, meaning, okay, I'll go get a job because it's the best I can hope for mm. versus what I'm describing, which is where you really start to say, who am I now? What do I want? And honoring that because so many, like so many of us have, we've conditioned, we have been conditioned by everything around us from institutions to corporate, to our extended family to know like you're in that box. That's where you are. You're a, you're a mom, you're a this, you're a that. Don't you dare threaten us with all of this intention talk. And, and what tends to happen and Colleen, I remember you going through this is like there, when you actually start to look and say, what do I want? Who am I? It can threaten so much inside of you and threaten people around you. And, but it's a starting point. And where, when somebody's really frightened, like it, as you know, you're describing people in different scenarios, where I start, and you know that we, this all began at the retreats. This was before vision boards became huge. Um, cause I was doing these back in what, 2001, 2003, 2000, you know, <laughs> and before the secret came out before Oprah started talking about him, I started teaching in t- these vision boards and the way we did them, I actually wrote an ebook about it and I'm going to have Colleen put a link to the free version of it, which we have somewhere. I just can't, I don't know the address right offhand, but it was called the complete guide to vision boards. And the way I teach people to do a vision board is where you actually give yourself the space because when we're scared, 
and we're tender inside, our left brain wants to take over and fix it immediately. And what I, I say to do is really let give yourself the space to play with what's mm-hmm. coming up right now. Because yeah. so much doubt, like uh, for every time, Colleen, for instance, every time I've ever coached you into a new level in your life, because we call it up leveling, <laughs> every time you'd hit that deer in headlights look and you have that, <laughs> I know you guys don't see Colleen, but she has this very funny look. She's like, ah! like we're going to write a book now. Ah! No, you're going to do a program now. Ah! You know, and I, I walk people through all those doubts and we all have them. But the, the vision board, the reason I love it is that it lets, it, it, it creates a space where you are actually letting your intention come up through you as opposed to, all right, I'm going to sit down now. I've got an hour and a half and I'm going to pick some things out. And here's what I want. You know, and the, that's why I write about it in the book is that you, you're mining for your next step. You're mining for a deeper part of you. You're mining for some direction and trusting that this can start to come up and out of you and show you the way forward and into your next steps. Did that make sense? Oh, no, that's great. That's great. Because I think probably so many moms out there, they just feel this pressure, like they have to figure it out right now. They have to make that happen. And I think putting it in the category of play and just, just knowing that it's not selfish to ask yourself, what do I want? It's actually the, probably one of the biggest gifts that you can give your own daughter. Oh yeah. Oh, I love that you said that. Yeah. Say more about that. <laughs> it's like, <'cause> <laughs> your daughter needs to see you one, you know, needs to see you. Yeah. Be, yeah. Yeah. Like I, I would remember um, one of the things when you had the, when I was part of the platinum mastermind, we would uh, go to Asheville four times a year. And, you know, part of me was like, Oh my God, I can't leave my daughter. And then par- another part of me was, yay, I get to leave my daughter. <laughs> but The thing that was so surprising about all of this, when I started pursuing what I wanted in my own dreams is I was happier and I liked myself more. I was less obsessed about my daughter. And I think the biggest, biggest surprise for me is um, I, I remember one day when she was a senior and I was missing her and she just barged through the front door and she said, mom, come and get in the car. So we went and got in her little Volkswagen car and she's cranking up the music and we're driving through downtown. And she said, so mom, I was trying to think about who I could ask this to. And I think you're the best person to ask, which I thought, really? I mean, this is crazy. Dude. Yeah. And she said, She said, mom, like you want to change the world and like you speak and, and you want, and you want to do that. And I want to change the world. And, and I want to know, like, where would I start? Mm. And what I realized that my daughter had been watching me the whole time. And like, often I thought, well, she's not listening to a thing I said, but she was watching me live my life and me taking chances and taking risks and going for my dreams was probably the best thing I could do for her because I gave her complete permission that she could do that too. Yeah. 
And it's really hard. I mean, what you're describing that people are struggling with right now, and, I'm, and it, by the way, the COVID stuff and the, the shift in our world hasn't just affected like people who are in corporate or who don't have jobs and they're wondering. It's also, you know, I think that there's a deeper change going on for everybody because all this space and all this shift it puts us deeper. Like we can't avoid as much anymore. I guess you can, cause you can watch a whole lot of Netflix, <laughs> but, um, but, but when you don't have the usual routines, you can either just start like eating a lot more Pringles or which I did. I mean, trust me at the beginning of the pandemic, I was, I was having an affair with a bag of so chilled tortilla chips, which are my favorite. But I mean, and I started to see, wow, this could get really bad for everybody involved. But, but it is, it's like, there's a nervous and there's a fear and 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 when we're about to really make a deep change I do think that it's it's very scary for for everyone involved and at the same time when it comes down to it like what your daughter saw in you what Aaron saw in you in that moment was you had done some really serious deep work you had done a lot of hard stuff you'd faced a lot of fear and that causes people know it even if you never articulated it to her once the energy of that is what people tune into and they catch on to. They realize there is something different about you. And one of the things our clients constantly tell me is people keep coming up to me now and saying, what are you doing different? I want whatever you've got. Even though they've been uncomfortable, they've been scared, but they're, they start to shift when they start to move more into clarity, more into intention, more into happiness in what they're doing. And they understand a little more about who they are. And one thing I will say to people who are steeped in a world where you are you are supposed to be a certain way is that mm -hmm. if you are going to do a vision board or something like that, I'm going to encourage you to do it only with people who, if you're going to do it as a group, only with people who want your success or mm -hmm. with a, somebody who is a trusted encourager in your life or do it by yourself. Because what can happen in these situations is that if you're really ready to change and someone who's in the room isn't really ready to change, and we saw this at the retreats, Colleen, I don't know if you remember, there was always somebody who wouldn't be present or they'd be making jokes or they wouldn't face their own vision board. And I'd kind of have to be the coach and be, you know, call them out on it because there were people there who were there for true growth. But what happens is when you start to really see, I am ready for something more, it's like crabs in a bucket. People in your life are going to want to pull <laughs> you back down. And what they yeah. tend to do is not, they don't grab your ankle and yank at you. They make little jokes. They relate to you from the dysfunctional ways you've always related. And, and they keep you at status quo. And they say, girl, you can't do that or whatever it might be. But we all have those people. And, and that starts to be very toxic for your own growth. And so that's one thing I would uh, encourage for people if you are going to start tuning into the the actual intention portion of this which I cannot stress enough is so powerful for any change you want to make in your life yeah for starters so can you talk about a lot of times you'll talk about intention and then you'll talk about attention mm -hmm. okay. can you talk about how those are related yeah so I, I call, you know, I, and this, what you're speaking to is a little bit of what I teach in the up level. I have a program called up level your life, but the um, intention is the first step of everything. And then the second step I always talk about is actually elimination. And that means letting go of anything that you're tolerating. And I don't mean letting go of like your mother-in-law. <laughs> you're, you're letting go of the little things that you can let go of that start that are really 
kind of a different energy from this intention. Like the excitement that you got when you started really thinking about what I want, you have to start noticing that all around your life, you're going to start experiencing things that actually are not like the thing that you want. And you're going to see where you have settled for things, where you have tolerated things, where you have stuff that drags you down, that drains your energy. And you're going to slowly just with awareness, start recognizing that elimination is a part of it. Alongside of this is attention. And so attention is what I call intention, um, uh, the daily practice of intention. And what that means is that you start to spot the daily ways that you doubt, the daily ways that you sell yourself short, the daily ways that you do tolerate something or allow someone toxic in your life or let somebody emotionally drain you or whatever it might be. And those are the things that you start to realize, wow, where is my daily attention going? And where that came from is that I, you know, I've helped so many people start their dream, like do something with their dream, start a business and in up of your life, change their whole lives, get a different job or whatever it might be. And, and that practice where every day what your attention goes to, it's that whole expression of energy flows where attention goes. And that attention is where all of your energy is going. So are you focused on the negative thing your sister said, or you focused on the fact that you're scared, or you focused on, you know, all the ways that the world is failing, are you going to keep focusing on your, that vision board, that intention, and what you're really creating? And we do this, obviously, when you have a business, you're doing this in so many different ways, because creating a business requires a lot of strategy involved, but the mindset behind it is really huge in your daily activities, in your daily rounds. Yeah. Yeah. And what I love about your approach when you're coaching women around business or starting up a business is that you have two tracks that you talk about, the soul track and the strategy track. Can you talk about that? Totally. Yeah. Um, the, the idea of, so, so when somebody is starting a business or a side hustle or anything like that, what I'm describing when I talk about intention and I'm talking about attention, I'm talking about elimination and all this sort of stuff, a lot of people can mock that as if, well, that's all woo and that's nice, but that's all the soft stuff. That's not going to get me anywhere. I need a business plan. I need a strategy. And the the thing is, is that anybody who has a business knows that there, and this is something I made up, I don't think they would speak to it this way, but there is the strategy track, which is, yeah, you know, your plan, your marketing, how are you going to put yourself out there? Who's your ideal client? What is your message? What is the service? How are you going to package that service? But alongside that strategy track, and what we teach at Up Level is what I call the soul track, which is your mindset, how you value yourself, how you position yourself, what is the messaging that you're gonna that you're gonna stand in. And what happens is, is that you know it's wonderful to dream, but the minute you put a price tag on something and we set you up with the pricing strategy. What tends to happen is the fear comes up and the, the soul track contains every last little wound we've ever had, every last little, you can't do this from a teacher, every little tiny thing. And what tends to happen is when you start to dream bigger, these energies, these things kind of arise each time, like the new big thing happens. Like, so for you, Colleen, like, let's say, you know, you, I remember one time that you and I were talking about pricing. <laughs> and we were talking about therapy and you were like, well, I can't charge that much because then I'd be like higher priced than other therapists around me. I'm like, okay, so then you'll be 
higher price than the other therapist running. <laughs> and you were like, oh, and it was just this strange <laughs> little back and forth between us. And, and what, what you were facing at that moment, I suspect, was all the rules you ever had of like, don't stand out from the crowd. Right. Don't make anybody threatened. Don't make anybody not like you with your pricing. You know, make yourself really price low. And so the soul track is all of the messaging we've ever had, all the stuff we've ever had believed that told us we can't do that. And so part of the value, I think, of having a coach is you have someone who can take you by the hand and go, that's not even true. Yes. You know, and that's not even uh, something you need to look at, but they run side by side. And when somebody gets really stuck in their business, they're always going to find that they're stuck in the soul track, that they yes. it's something soft, something they aren't willing to look at, something, some doubt that's come up. And we all, by the way, we all have them. Even the yes. strongest among us, even the ones who look like they just always are kicking ass and taking names, they, <laughs> we all have that stuff. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's so true. Yeah, it's, it's the soul track. Yeah, totally. And by the way, it's pouring rain here. So if you're hearing <laughs> a new noise in, in my sound, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was so surprised. Here I am a therapist. And I think one of the, the ways I have grown more as a human being is just expanding and taking my business to the next level. Because you're right, every old story, every trauma, every excuse... Like, there you are. You have to look at it and face it and work through it. Yeah. And, and some of us, I will also point out, and, I, and, and one of the things I've seen with our clients is that, and you mentioned, you mentioned my book coming out in November. So my book is called The Soul Sourced Entrepreneur, and that's neither here nor there. But the subtitle of the book is An Unconventional Success Plan for the Highly Creative, Secretly Sensitive, and wildly ambitious. And what's really interesting, and, and I'm actually in my podcast, I talked about this <laughs> in an episode that's coming up. The thing that triggered a lot of people in the business world, you know, whether it's side hustle people or business people, is that that I actually included the secretly sensitive line. They didn't like yeah. that because we're not supposed to be sensitive. We got businesses, we got things to do. But what I find is that that side, like for you, what you what you just described, I always say that when you start a business, when you follow your dreams, it's actually you're creating like a playground for your soul's growth. Because once money is involved, then guess what? Value is involved. Self-worth is involved. All the you can't do it messages, all the little safety. Well, go to corporate. It's safer there. It's really not anymore, but that's the illusion. And so you're facing all this stuff. And each time you break through those things, it, there's like a payoff in that you're stronger in how you do things. You have more boundaries. You're also happier, like Aaron saw in you as you grew as a mom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you also benefit financially when that happens, when you start living into and breaking through these things that have held you back forever, which is why I love, like if, if, if your people, if your moms are out there saying, could I do something? Like, could I be a coach? Could I serve in some way that I love? Could I be a creative? Could I be a designer? Who knows what it might be? And the answer is absolutely. It's just, yeah. are you really willing to be clear enough to set the intention to put that out there and brave enough to face down, you know, when people in your life go, well, who do you think you are? You know, because we all have those people. And then also then to stand in it and go through, like you've been through so many You've busted out of so many comfort zones, Colleen, like in, in the time we've worked together. I've just yeah. watched you constantly from that, from that first conversation of like, I can't charge that much. Like that was one of our first, <laughs> and I remember the first time you came to me with your new pricing, you'd raised it like $2.50. <laughs> like, well, I thought I'd 
go from like $100 an hour to $102 an hour. And, and I was like, um, we need to stretch a little bit more. And stretching out of your comfort zone is huge, you know? And then you created a like an online coaching program for moms. I watched you just break out of so many different comfort zones. You've experienced it. You've lived through it. Like you, no, no one died. <laughs> no one was killed. And, and, and you start to realize, wow, fear is just this thing that pretends to be real, but everything is just this elastic. You, you know, you're a best-selling author now. You have a TEDx talk, like just phenomenal stuff. And I've watched you go through it. And not one of these things were you ever calling me going, well, I'm good. Like, I'm not, I'm totally comfortable. <laughs> this is all great. So all of us go through it. And I guess if, if nothing else, the, the hope I want to bring to people here is, is that if you're scared, that's good. That means you're ready. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I, th- I think moms, we expect this out of our, our teens. We, you know, we expect our daughters to take these big risks and, and just go out and meet a whole lot of people and just go and live your dreams. And I think if we don't keep growing ourselves, I, I think we run the risk of being resentful and, and, or being too focused on our kids sometimes. So whatever. Yeah, it's the, I think being too focused on other people, whether it's your kids or, or other people, like your family, and you just think you know how everybody should do everything, uh, that's a form of addiction in some way. And I know I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be a therapist here, but I've just seen people get, when they're scared of facing their own insides and facing the discomfort of really seeing what's in there, what I really mm-hmm. want to do, we tend to turn outward. We go to outer things. So that yeah. can be, you know, food or Netflix or kids <laughs> or whatever. Like, I don't want to look at all that inside stuff. That's too uncomfortable. But there, yeah. you have to be willing to step outside your comfort zone. Yeah. You know, I, th- I think one thing that was so helpful for me, uh, you know, is that I wasn't doing it alone. I mean, I had, had you as a coach. I had all my friends um, in up level and platinum and like we really supported each other. We uh, we had our um, you have your Sunday summit. I call it Sunday startup. But Mm. you uh, you get clear every week about like you take the you break it down into really small steps and you keep taking one step after another. So I have a really good point too is, is uh, first off, yes, having an accountability, some kind of support group, some kind of coach. I, and I think if somebody doesn't have like a, a group of people around them who really wants their success, I think it's very, very worthy prospect to, to invest in something like that. And I don't know who the coach is that somebody might know, but it's a, it's definitely investment that does I think pay off in spades, but maybe not right away. It takes some time to get used to that. But then the other thing you just pointed out is structure, which is like you, you have your Sunday startup. I, I developed the thing called the Sunday summit, which we still teach to this day at up level. But the idea of it being that you have a day or an hour or a half hour that you dedicate where you take an assessment of what's going on. And you were talking about, you know, attention and intention. This is the use of attention where you actually take that day to realign with your intention and you sort of check in, how am I doing? What are the steps I need to take? And I don't want to go into all the steps of what, what is involved in that practice. But what I constantly teach people is that you don't set intention once you constantly realign with it. 
It's realigning and realigning and realigning. And what it does is that it sets up trust in yourself that you'll keep showing up every Sunday or whatever day it is that you choose to see, what did I do this week? What steps did I take this time? And like, that's the part that people are like, oh, really? I just wanted to like put it out there on my vision board and then like <laughs> it'll all come winging to me. And it does come, it does come flying to you. A lot of kind of little gifts do come for sure, but you have to take the first steps. Yeah. Yeah. There, there is a lot of work to it. Of course. Yeah. But it's worth it work. It's yes. just that a lot of people, when you're first getting started, it can feel insurmountable. And, and I guess both of us are here to tell people it's absolutely not. Yeah. whatever their steps are in terms of what they want to do. But it has to start with you being willing to look inside and say, what do I know is possible for me to do? What would I love to get paid to do if it's, if it's a business thing? Yeah. Well, and one thing I'm thinking about is, and moms don't like, you know, they're very quiet about this, but there's a lot of uh, shame that moms carry around mothering and, kind of shame that they're kind of not where they want to be. And, and, and I think, and, and then like where they think they maybe should be, it feels so far away that they just feel stuck. And I just think like what, what we're trying to tell you today is that um, there's no shame in this. And I think one of the things that, I really got, you know, from your, your up level, your life program is um, there's no shame. You can just begin again. You can just realign again to your intention. You can just get clear again. Yeah. Um, and when you break it down into steps, it it's, it's like doable. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think in general, <laughs> Shame in and of itself is like, to me, the ultimate, like, dream killer, mind killer, heart killer. It's not just moms. I think we have this culture that's just rampant with self-hatred right now. And a lot of it is partly because, and I don't want to go into, like, rants about social media and all that stuff. But I think that if, if you have had shame in your life, if that is a part of what's driven you and you've not paused long enough to look within and face some of the, the fear and and get some help with that, you can look outside of you and feel like the entire world has surpassed you and you are being left behind and there is no more hope. And and I, I can simply say that, you know, shame is very real for sure. It is a, it's an energy that can really drag people down, but it's worth spending some time having compassionate or, uh, compassion around it and then recognizing that there is no arrival and that the revisiting that Colleen's describing about like getting back up both of us could speak to ever a million times where we've gotten back up and and even with shame rolling in the background screaming at you wow you really screwed that one up I'm still doing it and still taking those next steps and um that's that is a part of it for sure so it's not I think also you're not just it's not just a mom thing it's in it's a it's a thing thing like there is there are people right that's stuff. true yeah, face the that thing. It's just when it's a mom, like shame tends to have many different voices of like, well, mine's insurmountable because, and like insert your thing. Yeah. Like, you know, it's because I never had kids and I don't fit in and everyone thinks I'm an idiot because I didn't have kids, you know, whatever it might be. Like we yes. all have yeah. some, if you've got shame, you've got a voice that knows how to get there and in, in, into what 
triggers you and stops you. So yes, the phenomenon everybody has. Yeah. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit more about your book? That oh. I would love to know more about your book. So um, I will be honest with everybody. If I had done what the business coaches in, in the world out there, big, huge business strategist types wanted, I would have written a book called Uplevel. And the whole thing would have been like an opt-in, like it would have been a strategy sending people to all the right things on my business. And then I would have collected clients and that's how it would have been. My heart of heart, and this is, I'm sharing this because we're talking about like being vulnerable and facing fear. I, I, every time I sat down and, and there's a lot of books, like a lot of programs out there that teach you how to write a book in a day you know, or write your book in 40 minutes or, or whatever. Don't do anything. Just have a book appear. Ah, there it is. And I, I, I'm in groups with those people. Like my masterminds are people who make those big giant huge programs. And, and I kept sitting there going, I don't even want to engage with that. Like I can't do it. I could not force myself to write a book in 40 minutes or try to whip something out or just make it all about the strategy. And what happened was at one point you and, you know, several of my clients who had been with me for a long time, because my, our clients tend to renew year after year after year. And someone said to me after one of our platinum mastermind meetings, Christine, you need to tell the world about this stuff because I was hiding. So in the world of business, what we're talking about here, what Colleen and I are talking about here is it's a very um, soft, it looks like soft and it looks like woo and oh my God, don't talk about that. Business is kind of hard and there's a hardcoreness. And if you've been in corporate and you've been great at corporate, then you know how to kick ass and take names and you don't talk about this kind of thing. And uh, the fact that I created something called the soul track of business would, it was funny, people would like roll their eyes at it, but then secretly in my masterminds, these guys would come up and be like, ooh, tell me about strategy and soul, that's so cool. And then, and then they'd be like, that's so true, you know? And, and they, behind closed doors, it was okay. And so when I went to write the book, I was like, I don't wanna write your typical business strategy book. I know all that stuff, I can teach all that stuff. So I, I wrote something called The Soul Sourced Entrepreneur. And the idea of soul sourced means it's, it's what we're talking about here is that your life is always speaking to you. Your business is always speaking to you. And when you can tune into the wisdom that's inside of you and break through some of these old patterns and habits that are no longer serving you, then that is what starts to create a really organic sense of success. And, it, and really it applies to people who are incorporated. It applies to people who are starting a side hustle or people who have been in business forever. It really does speak to this track that we see as soft, but Tom Peters, who was one of the authors of the book In Search of Excellence, he says this thing that I love, and that is soft is hard. And what that means is that the soft stuff is what creates the hard results. And he, he's, you know, he's a consultant to, or was a consultant to many, many companies and corporate. And his whole thing was it's the soft work that we do that creates the hard results, whether that is, you know, working on the team and, and the vision of the company and the, how we serve our customers and all those things. It's not numbers, 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 which is how most people want to act. And it was kind of born out of the fact that every business strategist I've ever worked with looked at my numbers and looked at me and they were like, how did someone like you get so successful? Like, here's what I want to know. What's your secret? What's your strategy? And, I'd be, and I, I would actually say the word soul and you could just see their entire, like entire sphincter. Like, ah, no, I will not let you talk about this. And if you need to edit out the word sphincter, I would totally understand. 
<laughs> I'm sorry I said that. Um, but you could watch them just so not be comfortable with the fact that I would do these softer things that they didn't want to hear. Um, and so I went ahead and I just challenged myself and I wrote a book about it. And it has been every bit as like terrifying and uncomfortable as you can imagine to really get all of this out there and just say, you know what, world? Here it comes. And it's it's coming out in November of 2020. So, yeah. I'm so proud of you. I cannot wait to read it. Thank you. It's going to be awesome. Christine is an amazing writer. So it's going to be good, folks. <laughs> well, you were one of my inspirations. You wrote your book. I coached you to write a book. I yelled at you to write a book. I was like your drill sergeant with writing books. And it was like, well, perhaps I should do something like that. So, and then I was texting Colleen and saying, how did you do this? This is hard. And yeah, that's true. You're going to tell people what to do, but then when you have to be the one to do it. Right. So do you have any last advice for my moms? We can start to wrap up here. Yeah, you know, I'm going to, it's not so much advice because we've already sort of given the advice. I'm going to give them a starting step and I'm going to say, well, first off, we're going to put it in the show notes, but just in case I can't find it. um, And it's really pouring here, by the way. So if you're hearing like, (laughs) it sounds like Lord of the Rings is happening, coming down on my skylights here. Um, I'm going to really encourage people to go read the Complete Guide to Vision Boards and because it really speaks to intention in a way that maybe people hadn't occurred, it hadn't occurred to them. Okay. And, and also, I think doing it all, doing this with a, set, a sense of self-compassion and a sense of really tuning into the fact that you are a very, very powerful, a powerful soul here. And then anything you, you, you set out to do, you really can do, not without hardship and not without being triggered and not without triggering other people. That's part of the, the journey of it. And then I guess the biggest thing would be if it's not, it's not weakness to ask for support. And it may take time to find a great coach for you, but those, they are out there. Wonderful. Well, Christine, thank you. Thank you so much. This has been so helpful. And I know my moms are going to love this. Thank you for having me here. And I, I, I will come back anytime. So <laughs> and people can definitely send me questions or whatever. I'm on every social media, just like everyone. And, we, and you have a podcast too. I do have a podcast called The Soul Source <laughs> Business. Um, yes, you can find that podcast. And you can go to my website and find that, christinecain.com. Yeah. K-A-N-E, like Citizen Kane. Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much. And um, I'll have you back. Thanks, Colleen. (laughs) This concludes this week's episode of Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. If this podcast has been helpful, I would absolutely love it if you could go to Apple Podcasts and give Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast a five-star review. This makes it easier for other moms like you to find the support and encouragement they need. Also, my best-selling and award-winning book, Dial Down the Drama, Reducing Conflict, Reconnecting with Your Teenage Daughter, A Guide for Mothers Everywhere. You can find that and order it online at Amazon and Barnes & Noble. And you can always find other great resources and contact me at ColleenOGrady.com, two L's and two E's. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.